episode of Content and Capacito. I am your host, Kathy Keaton, and today is going to be another one of those days where I bring on a boss woman to talk about all things social media, all things content, and I'm literally trying to hold back my laughter because we had such, like... <laughs> We had jokes before I even hit record. Um, she is a fellow New Yorker of mine. Um, her name is Mrs. Sarah Gavilla. Okay, so let me get myself together. She is a social media manager and content creator. And I'm bringing her on here so that she can just instill some of the gems that she has. Because listen, I've been following her since I believe like I started my business, which was like earlier this year. And... If you know Brock Johnson online and you know all of these social media um, people online that give you all of these fire tips, then you should know Sarah. And I'm going to let her explain it. But Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are. And yeah, let's get it popping, girl. Such a nice introduction. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's me. My name is Sarah. Um, I'm a social media manager. I'm an Instagram coach, all the things. And yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Of course, of course. So Sarah is basically like, so she's the social media manager and a coach. But um, whenever when I was reviewing like everything that you had submitted, you you have a, a backstory, girl. So let us know how is your what is your backstory? Like what led you to where you are now? Yeah, well, there have been, there's been a long journey to get to where I am today. Let's put it that way. So right now I'm only 22 years old. So I'm at the beginning of my journey. Um, but as a kid and growing up, I was a ballet dancer. That was my whole entire life. And that was what I did for my career. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to the point where I was, I was a professional dancer. And so that's where I really started. Once I started to kind of move past that realm, I realized that I wanted to do something bigger. And so I then joined a network marketing company, mm -hmm. which then led me into kind of the business world and getting into where I am today. So definitely has been a journey. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's been interesting. Definitely a little bit of a different story than most, I would yeah, say. Yeah, honestly, and I didn't even realize that our stories were so similar because, as you know, I was part of a network marketing company, too. And I think, I don't, I don't know why I feel like that's the rite of passage when it comes to, like, yeah. social media. Like, that's crazy. How long were you in the network marketing company for? Yeah, so I was in the network marketing company for about two mm. years. And I do think that it is a good way to get started right. in business. I don't think that it's for everybody to like continue Agreed. doing forever, but I think it is like an easy way to get started because, you know, uh, it gets you into that mindset of kind of becoming a mm -hmm. business owner. And so I definitely am, am glad that I started that route, but then transitioned into uh, where I am yeah. now. And honestly, I'm glad that you did too, because you, I, I, I think I might as well just like add you to my, you know what, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just add you to my favorites right now because I literally save so many of the posts that you post. <laughs> um, there's so many real tips that you have. Like I, the one thing I do notice about um, your social media and also about social media in general is that we can only create so many new ideas, right? Like sometimes it's really hard to like tap in to that like creative side. But the thing is from you, I see something new from you all the time, like something new and creative. And I'm like, how the hell did she come up with that? So 
what, like, if you could just walk <laughs> us through, like, what exactly is your frame of mind whenever you need to, like, tap into creativity? Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really good question. So obviously, like you said, I mean, no idea is new. Obviously, we can all try to bring up, you know, our controversial opinions and things along mm-hmm. those lines. Uh, but at the end of the day, there is no new idea. Somebody out there has done it right. already. I think that a big part of my process in trying to stand out is trying to bring in the things that make me different into my content. And so that can look different for every single person. For me, I was a dancer. And so I love dancing and trying to incorporate that into my content, I feel like makes me stand out. But for anybody, it can really be anything. You know, maybe you're that girl that loves coffee and everybody knows you're coffee obsessed. And so in every single reel, you're holding a coffee cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you're trying to be <laughs> no, subliminal. Like it's true. Like, I feel like you're trying to be subliminal. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there are just things like that that I feel like make you stand out from the rest. And right. so if you can find that thing that makes you different from every other insert profession here, coach, whatever, like literally whatever you do, if you can find that thing, I feel like that's the path to success for anybody. Yeah, that's super true. Um, I think that everybody has that. And I think that if more people showed who they were more and more people showed like their personality more, then they would realize that they don't have to try so hard. Like I, I honestly, the funny thing that you said that about the coffee cup, I don't even intentionally do it. I just need coffee. So I'm just at the, the time where I'm making my reels, I'm like, okay, um, well, I have coffee here. So I guess I'm just going to like use the coffee. I already have it there because I need it. So it's not like, it's not like it's just a prop. It's like, it's actually necessary for me to have the energy to do it. So I completely yeah. get it. Like whatever makes you, you, whatever is like your identifying thing. Like Sarah, first of all, if y'all haven't seen Sarah's ballet, um, ma'am, what like, how long were you a ballet dancer? I mean, I did that for my whole life. So I like to say that I had a first life and now I'm in my mm-hmm. second life because it was so crazy. I, I mean, I started when I was, what, like three, oh four years God. old when any kid goes into their, their first little extracurricular Aww. activity, you know? That's so cute. Yeah. And then I, I, love it. I continued until I continued until I was... I mean, full-time professional dancing, I, I stopped when I was 20. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that taught you a lot of discipline and stuff too, that you carry over into like your business world, right? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that it was, um, it was definitely something that shaped me as a person for sure. Because even as a, as a dancer, a lot of dancers who want to become professional, you need to leave home. You need to go where the opportunity leads you. And yeah. so for me, I left home when I was, I left home when I was 16 and so, like, that was really um, something that made me more independent, mm-hmm. made me, it forced me into, like, becoming more disciplined and just on my own. And I think that that was a huge part of why I'm how I am today. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, especially if you have to, like, be forced to grow up so fast whenever you're younger and you're moving in into um, a space that is considered, like, really adult and really professional, you have to, like, embody those things really quickly um but girl you you yeah. can't even tell like honestly you cannot even tell so um as I, i'm literally asking you these while i'm like scrolling through your instagram so like i noticed what? that there is you have a certain aesthetic you have a certain like 
aesthetic to your page. You have a certain, um, like a vibe, like somebody can come on here. Obviously they immediately know that you're going to give them tips on Instagram and on reels specifically, but I noticed that you do have an aesthetic. And when it comes to choosing an aesthetic, that is one thing that my clients overthink a lot. They're just like, oh, I want my page yeah. or my brand to look this way. I want it to say, like, to feel this way. How, what tips can you give them on choosing your brand aesthetic and displaying that and transmitting that onto Instagram? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So I would say that obviously your brand needs to feel like you. If you feel like your brand is like not you, then you're never going to, you're never going to like it. Like stop trying to pretend like it's someone else, you know, I, I would say that, yeah, I would say that way too many people focus on the aesthetic portion. And I think that it, it hurts them on the actual content portion. Mm. I spent a lot of time, a lot of <laughs> my Instagram journey focusing so much on what everything looks like mm -hmm. that I really forgot how to create content that was valuable. I was just so focused on the look of it. When you really think about Instagram, especially nowadays, uh, I mean, most people are finding you from reels that are from the reels explore page. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily see your beautiful curated feed. Mm -hmm. They're looking at a reel and this is their first impression of you. So if that reel is phenomenal, like they're going to follow you whether your feed looks A++ or like maybe a B minus, you know, like if they like you from that reel, it's going to, it's going to encourage them to follow you. So my biggest advice is like, yes, branding is amazing. And I think that it really helps you as an entrepreneur, as long as it's true to you, but don't forget about the valuable content part. I think we get so focused on the brand. I completely agree because I don't care how pretty somebody's post is. If I'm not getting anything out of it, then I don't care. <laughs> like if, not, if I'm not getting anything out of it, then I'll probably like it because it's pretty and move on. Like there's nothing that is going to make me want to yeah. move to action or anything, whether it's pretty or not. Like I'd rather you have a blank page and just literally tell me your message because I'll take it like that whether and then you to like dress up everything and it getting lost in there. So yeah, I definitely love that you said that because that's something that we all need to be reminded of. Like it's more important to make sure that your message gets out and more important for you to provide value than to worry about what it looks like. Um, I think yeah. that also, I was going to say, I think that also a lot of people focus again so much on the, how pretty it looks that it kind of like engulfs their content. Like sometimes things like uh, like a graphic, let's say, looks too pretty to where like I can't really read it. Like I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, just, there's a lot going on. <laughs> and honestly, some of some of the best graphic posts are like just like a, a screenshot of like a tweet. You know. <laughs> so I think people overcomplicate it. Yeah, and I feel like um, since I'm I'm especially a um, a coach that helps people to be able to do the same thing. So it's like if you're if you spent so much time on this graphic and you are trying to reach people to either help them build businesses or reach people to help them to how to create content, like I'm not going to create something so overcomplicated because then my client is going to be like, well, I'm not going to go to her because I don't know how to do that. And I don't got time to do that. Yeah. Like, I want to create something that's easily exactly. duplicatable, like easily that you can do it too. Not just like, oh, I'm going to have to sit here in front of Canva for hours too and do that too. Like I, nobody want to do that because nobody got time for that. Literally, no one has time. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so I also see that you focus on um, sales. So how, if you can give one tip to my audience on how to come create content that converts into sales, what would that be? It could be more um, than Stop one being tip. super salesy. You can do more than one tip. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I will. Oh, I will. Um, I mean, my biggest thing is being salesy feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so if you're someone who thinks that the best way to sell is to create like intense, like, like always posting promotional stuff, only posting promotional stuff, only talking about your product or your service, like that is not going to translate well. Right. Yes, it can get you some sales. Great. But most people are on social media to be entertained or educated or motivated or they want to feel something. Mm -hmm. They don't want to feel like they're going to come to your page and just get a sales pitch. Yeah. You know, why would somebody follow a page where all they're doing is posting their product or service when they can follow 5 million other pages that are in the same niche, yet they actually post like real valuable content, yeah. you know? So I think that value value and entertainment, all that good stuff goes such a far way. So if you can figure out that balance of adding value in your content and then using that valuable content to say, Hey, if you want more of this, join my program yeah. or get this or whatever, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And it's still a lot of value that people are like, Oh my gosh, if she's giving this much value for free, imagine what she could do for my whatever xyz my fitness journey absolutely care journey like whatever it happens to be. that's my biggest tip there i love that because um i recently my mentor had told me this example and instagram is sort of like the magazine right it's sort of like a magazine to your to what you stand for like you're literally getting so much value in the content period instagram is a free app that we can use to create our content on which we have to be very grateful for i know the algorithm pisses us off and i know that basiri comes on and everybody rolls their eyes but we have to be very grateful for the fact that we have a free app that we can promote our businesses on like that is huge um, so we have to use it to our advantage. So what is your, now that I spoke of Masiri, <laughs> what is your view and not, not your view, but what, how do you handle all of the Instagram updates? Because I know that in like maybe the past few months, there's been so many. So how do you handle those? So just like everybody, it's hard and it's challenging. I mean, there's, I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. Like it, it is frustrating. Uh -huh. Um, and it's hard to keep up. It is. It's hard to keep up. I would say, you know, if you are a business owner, this is something that you should be keeping up mm -hmm. with. So make sure that you're following people who post stuff yeah. like this, who, who share the updates so that you can stay informed, uh, because I think that's the first step. Uh, I think the second step is not to freak out. Yes. Try your best to, instead of like freaking out about all the changes, try your best to embrace the changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say like, Think about the first people who were using Reels, mm -hmm. you know, like that was huge for them. They took the chance and they were like, hey, I'm not going to be scared of this new thing. I'm going to embrace it. And they were probably some of the first people to like really go viral and really create some great things. Yeah. Um, I think we get very, very comfortable with where we are now. And that hurts us because nothing in the business world should really be comfortable. Once you get comfortable, you start losing money. You really have to keep kind of getting up and up and go to that next level in order to really 
exceed in anything in life, I would say. So yeah, I, I would just say embrace it as best as you can and uh, try your best not to be freaked out. <laughs> I love that because Lord knows it's going to take like 10 seconds for everybody to calm down once they see a new update and they're like, crap, everybody doesn't have it. Oh my God, how do I use this? Like you guys are just talking about pushing out reels and now you're talking about this. Like I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so now that yeah. we're talking about reels, <clears throat> Since you are the Reels and Instagram tips queen, let's say we have somebody uh, listening to this that is extremely, extremely shy at either showing themselves yeah. or either coming on video. What is something that you yeah. can tell somebody that like literally wants to create Reels and know that they have to for their business, but their shyness is really holding them back? Like, How can they like break out of that? What I always say is take baby steps. So what I always suggest is start by posting reels that don't show your face, you know, text posts, uh, maybe you doing something like around your house, maybe putting away dishes. Like you don't have to start at a hundred percent. Like you don't have to start by, you know, talking to the camera, like start small, start by doing little things that don't feel so scary. Uh, that can include also like a voiceover, maybe having a, you know, a, video of your products and then maybe you're talking over it little steps to kind of get up to that point once you start to feel comfortable with all of that mm -hmm. then add in more you know try your best to do lip syncs right so just kind of lip syncing to the camera try your best to then add in a little bit of your voice maybe talk on your stories before getting on reels mm -hmm. i would say the 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 baby steps are usually the way to go and that's what i typically suggest for kind of getting that confidence that's awesome that's awesome because I know that I have I had to start that too. Um, in the network marketing business, I was introduced to reels and I was posting a lot of like a lot of reels, but they were a little obviously they were salesy because like that's what I was trying to do. I wasn't really trying to serve people, I was just trying to sell. Yeah. Like it just is what it is. Um, but now getting into like yeah. the more creative side, I think it goes back to what you had said um pre um earlier in the episode, how you said that there is that one thing that you're known for or that one thing that you love that's part of your personality, like you have to include it in that because I I personally consume and are drawn to a lot of content that is relatable, like content that I can relate to, but that's also valuable to me. Um, and I think that when you don't try to be relatable, you'll be the most relatable. <laughs> that's just what it is. There are some people yeah. that are straight up acting. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we doing? <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? I think that a lot of people on this topic, I think that a lot of people think that they have to be educational. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, but I don't want to create educational reels about hair care products. Like, that's not what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, then don't. don't. Like, you absolutely don't need to. Like, you really don't need to. But what you can do is create relatable content, create entertaining, motivating, whatever it is, it needs to be something more than just sales because yeah. that doesn't feel good to you and that doesn't feel good to anybody watching you either. Yeah. Like having content that helps you and and um, keeps, like, keeps it fun. Like you wanna have fun mm -hmm. when you're creating your content, right? Like we don't wanna, we don't wanna hate our own content <laughs> and dread it. That's never gonna work out. Yeah. It's, it's true, it's never gonna work out for you. So having fun, I think, is the first 
first and foremost thing, like you need to turn it into something that you enjoy. Otherwise you're never going to be able to do this consistently. Speaking of fun, like, do you recommend for people, what is like, like, what is your opinion on like trends? Like, let's say somebody wants to hop on like every trend, um, in order to grow their business. Like, do you, um, agree with that or no? I think that trends can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think that trends can get you a lot of views, uh, which is great. I don't think that, let me rephrase that. I think that also including things that are not trends is the right way to establish yourself yeah. as the expert in your field and stand out. Mm -hmm. So if you are a business owner, yes, trends are amazing. I use trends all the time and I think they're super fun, but a lot of people trust me because I create reels with my voice where I'm talking. And that could be the same thing for you too. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can use trends. Yes, that's what gets a lot of views, et cetera. But if you want to gain that trust and gain that sale, I mean, let's be honest, I feel like you need to use your voice at least every once in a while. I agree. I definitely agree. I'm going to say I agree with everything, but I'm just, you know, I just... <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so true. Um, so speaking of that, you do have a lot going on. You are a social media manager. So that means you do have some type, you do have clients, right? That you do um, off of Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. you do provide a lot of free content online. So that means you do take time out to create all of this content, to repurpose it um, onto different platforms and stuff. So how do you manage your time? Like, how do you do it all? Do you, cur do you currently... Um, work uh part-time or full-time or is this your full-time job so i'm lucky to say that right now this is my full-time job i have yeah. clients that i love and i'm super happy and <laughs> i feel really grateful for that in terms of managing time that is the golden question yes. that everybody struggles with mm -hmm. don't feel alone like literally don't feel alone if you feel like oh my gosh i don't have enough hours in the day because it is hard like it's really really hard i think that uh, if I'm being honest with you, one of the biggest things that helped me was outsourcing. And mm -hmm. I know it's terrifying. Like it is a scary thing to do for your business to hire someone for help, yeah. right? Because we feel that we can take it on uh, everything. We feel, oh, I can be the CEO and the copywriter and the social media manager and the, the, the gra graphic designer. Like I can do it all. I can do it. I got it. I'm going to tell you right now, like if you want to become an entrepreneur instead of saying a solopreneur, like you need to hire eventually. It has to happen. And honestly, I, I got this advice very early on. I got the advice very early on that I needed to switch my mindset with it because I think mm -hmm. a lot of us think, um, you know, I'll hire as soon as I have the money to do so. Like as soon as my business is making the money, then I'll hire. But I had to somewhat, one of my mentors really like put it into my brain that if you hire, then you make the money mm. because you now have the free time to make more money. Whereas right now, you know, at the time they were like, right now you are spending every hour of every single day managing your business. Yeah. You're not making money because you are doing too much. You're doing everything. There's no time for you to go out and, and find new clients and, you know, do launch another product, do another thing. So you need to fill those, those positions by someone else, yeah. those day-to-day -day tasks that someone can easily do mm -hmm. so that you can do those things. Yes. And I think that was probably the biggest piece of advice that I got in that. Um, 
I know that this this question was about like managing my time, but that honestly has been the yeah. the best way that I've managed. It has. No, yeah, that that completely makes sense because the funny thing is that you're saying that and I was dying because that's literally the conversation I was having with myself. I was just like, oh, my, like I look, I would have anxiety yeah. thinking about somebody else doing something that has to do with my business. I'm just like, oh my god, what if they don't do it right? Um, I'm the only one that could do it. Um, but I don't have time yeah. to train this person. I, like it's crazy, but then you think about all of the time that you're going to be saving. And all of the headache that you're going to be saving by you not having to always be on and always be like attached. And I get it because I was, I used to be always attached when I was in the um, network marketing business and that led me to burnout. So listen, with the inconsistencies of social media these days, like the recent Instagram blackout, connecting with your audience off of social media is key. That's why I recommend starting an email list. And before you start overthinking it, I'm here to make it easy for you with Flowdesk. Flowdesk makes it so easy to start and maintain an email list. It's literally been a game changer for my business. My favorite thing is how easy it is to design high converting emails that match my brand. You can also create automated workflows so you can send emails on autopilot. For my podcast listeners, you can grab 50% off your subscription with my personalized link, flowdesk.com slash C slash Kathy K. That's F-L-O-D-E-S-K dot com slash C slash K-A-T-H-Y-K. Enjoy your subscription and let's get back to the episode. Okay, so you were talking about the stories that you had about your content funk. So how did you get out of that? Like, um, how did you know that you were in a content funk and how did you get out of that? And what tips can you give for people who are currently going through a content funk? Yeah, I think that it's very normal for everyone to at some point get in a content funk. Uh, we don't feel a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time, you know? Uh, so I think that that's the first thing to understand is that it's completely normal what you're going through and don't feel alone in that. Um, I would say that my biggest tip for if you're in a content funk is try your best to, if, if you're someone who likes to post consistently, try your best to always mm -hmm. pre-plan. Like so if you have the ability to have some other content that, you know, you created maybe like two weeks ago, this way you yeah. can post it when you're in a funk. But mm -hmm. if you're really in a funk and you're like, I don't even feel like posting, then don't post. The Instagram gods are not going to, like, kill you if you don't post for a couple <laughs> days or a week. Like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I promise you're going to be okay. This is a great time. If you're feeling in a content funk, this is a great time to look through your drafts. See if you have any old stuff that you haven't posted yet. Look through your camera roll. I bet there's a video that, you know, could be there. Uh, repost something that you posted a year ago and nobody remembers it anymore. Like, there are things to do, but... If you really feel in a funk and you just don't feel like posting, then don't. That's my that's my take on it. I completely agree because I only like posting from a place of good energy. I think I have PTSD from yeah. when I was in the MLM and I had to post that they like that that was like forced like you have to or else you're gonna be irrelevant on Instagram. And now I see how untrue <laughs> that is. And it's like if I don't want to post, 
I don't want to. Like I, and then the thing is, yeah. your audience is not stupid. Like your audience is going to know that you're not in a good mood. They're going to know that you're just literally just putting anything out there just to put a filler post up there. And Instagram is going to look at your content like, what the heck is this? Like, this doesn't even go. Like, we're not going to push this out to people. It don't even go with the rest of her content. Bye, next. So if you're not in a good <laughs> mood and you don't feel good, then don't do it. Sarah said, don't do it. So don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Period. No, I, I, that's what I believe because I think that too many of us get so focused on like, oh, we need to post once a day. And yes, I agree that the more you post, the faster that you do grow. But sometimes we go through phases of life that like posting is not the forefront of our mind. You know, like if you're going through a hard season in your life, the last thing that you want to do is show up on Instagram, right? Like that's not like, it's not the priority. So yeah, don't beat yourself up about it. Just take the break that you need and then come back. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to be, you know, consistently posting, use stuff from the past. But yeah, I say that people get so freaked out about breaks, but I think breaks are good. I think so too. And listen, I love disconnecting on the weekend. Like if I have to take, if I want to take a video of my dog, cause he looks cute, then I'll take it. But it's like, <laughs> I don't stress out. Like I'm not going to stress out about disconnecting. Like, and the good thing is that I've noticed that disconnecting really gives me new content ideas. Like it gives me like fresh new content ideas. I'm able to download so much. I'm able to, able to tap into like creativity more cause I'm really just like being grounded on it. You feel the same, you feel the same way? Yes. And what I was going to say is when I started taking weekends off, I stopped getting into so many content bunks. There was a long period of time where I was working all day, every day, 24 seven. And that is not healthy for anyone at all. Like you need to take time off uh, just like any other job that gives you days off. Like you need to take days off too, even if you're a full-time entrepreneur. And so I mean, yeah, once I started taking weekends off, I feel like I come back on Monday and I'm like totally refreshed. When you take time away, like you said, it's like a, a refresher. You you get better ideas. You feel more energized. That's probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year is that you need to take yeah. days off. I absolutely agree. So one of like, to basically wrap it up, what is one piece of advice that you can give to somebody that is just starting to build a business or a brand on Instagram? Like something, somebody that's just starting out, doesn't really know a lot about Instagram, doesn't know a lot about like insights or reach or reels and just wants to be able to like, knows like basically knows that they have to be on social media um, and wants to be able to master it. Like what piece of advice would you give them? Don't be afraid to make mistakes because nobody is perfect when they first start. I think mm -hmm. that we all get caught up in creating that one piece of content that's going to go viral or like the best video out there. Like I've talked to so many people that that's what they say. They're like, you know, how do I create that one reel that's just going to reach millions of people? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like I can't, I can't imagine it. I think we get so caught up in perfection that we forget about serving. And so if you can really remember yeah. that, you know, it's not about creating the perfect content, it's not about, you know, how it looks and all those things are just like the cherry on top to your Instagram page or to your business or whatever we're talking about. What really matters is the ultimate goal. Like what is the ultimate goal? And that goal should really be like serving people. Like that is why you started your business is to help people with XYZ problem that you're 
product or service solves, remember that when you're creating content, when you're doing anything. I think that's what really keeps keeps you going. I love that. You heard it here first, y'all. Like, do not overthink it and do not beat yourself up because everybody, there are thousands, millions, billions of people on Instagram. And I know that we all want to just hop on and stand out like automatically, but it takes time. Like, it literally takes time. Um, So, Sarah, where can everybody find you? Let everybody know your Instagram. Um, I get your emails. So, if you want to put people on your email list, too, then, you know, just pimp yourself out, girl. Listen, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, my name, I always say, my name is Sarah with an H. I always, like... I always was told, like, if you make your name, like, sound something that people will remember, then, like, they'll remember you better. And I'm like, so my Instagram (laughs) handle is, so it is Sarah with an H, but it's just Sarah Gav. So S-A-R-A-H-G-A-V underscore. That's where you can find me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then if you would like to join my email list, you can totally do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you hop over to my Instagram and just DM me the word trend. I actually have a free, I have a free trend report that goes out every single week. So you'll get added to my email list and you'll get trending audios every Monday for your reels. So Mm -hmm. win-win. Yes. And let me tell you, it is super helpful. Um, I receive her emails every Monday and I automatically save the audio because I'm just like, okay, if I need to do reels, I need to already know the audio. I don't want to be scrolling through the explore page to find the audio because Sarah's job is a social media manager. She already knows all the behind the scenes. Okay. She knows all the stuff. So she knows what's coming out. She knows what's going to be trending. So I will put all of Sarah's information in the show notes. And I know that if you're listening to this and you need help with reels or you need help with social media in general, you're going to get so many tips out of this um, episode. So if you have to fast forward, if you have to pause and you have to not fast forward, rewind, I clearly am having a stroke. So if you have to rewind, if you have to take some notes, um, definitely do so and screenshot this episode, post it in your stories and tag me and Sarah, let us know what was your favorite tip that she shared? Because I know that she shared a lot of them. And um, I hope that y'all start following Sarah because she's sharing a lot of new things, especially heading into this end of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put all her info there. So that's where you can find it. And Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and shedding a little piece of light into my podcast today. Um, yeah, it was so fun. I, th- I thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that I got to be here and that we got to chat. Uh, this has been great. So thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. And see you guys next week on next week's episode.